Here is something really enchanting. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? It's Resonance with Chris Michaels via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. It's another Wednesday. Uh, it is another 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time hour that we broadcast. It's turning out to be like every other week that we do a live broadcast because I do so much on my own broadcasts, and uh, sometimes I get overwhelmed and busy with certain things, and that's just how things pan. Gosh. Good gracious, good God almighty, there's been some stuff going on, and a lot of people just look at these items, and they say, oh, big deal. It's clearly for reason A, but one of the reasons why I'm so brilliant is because I look beyond reason A, and I kind of read between the lines of what's really going on, and one of those things is the phrase dog food lid. And if you spell dog food lid backwards, you get dildo of God. Now, speaking of godlike psychopaths, we have to focus on people like George Soros and Bill Gates. Now, there was a story that came out last week that kind of bled into this week about those two fools buying a company called MoLogic. It's full of Mo's for $41.1 million. So why would they do something like that? And immediately we see what this company does. And they create what they call downstream assay testing or assay whatever it is. A lot of polysyllabic words that are just too effing big to go into and to read effectively, but we're going to try to do that tonight. Basically, what they did was they created COVID-19 tests, and they also, one of the co-founders of this company uh, was responsible for the pregnancy test, the one that you pee on and you go, oh my gosh, what, what, what does that mean? Equal, minus, plus, I don't even know anymore. Do I, am I pregnant with twins or am I having a litter of puppies? So this is the type of company that is involved in all this. And so the mainstream media comes out and says, oh, a conglomeration of uh, whatever, and, and George Soros and Gates, they decided to buy a company that's called the COVID-19 testing. Well, if you go and look at their website, they do a lot more than COVID-19 testing. And if you look at some of the people that are involved with this company, you find out that almost every single one of these individuals, you know, you go to a website, you go to the abouts or the, the people of our firm kind of pages, um, almost every single one of those people has gone through some sort of 
Bill and Melinda Gates training. So these people are hook, line, and sinker involved with Bill Gates. Now it's just become official because they've purchased it. Uh, so humansarefree.com came out with an article. We are, why are Soros and Gates buying UK COVID testing company? That's the wrong headline. You shouldn't be focusing on the COVID-19 testing. And I'll tell you why in a moment. According to Forbes, citing a Monday press release, the buyout was done to increase access to affordable, state-of-the-art medical technology to a rapid lateral flow testing. So you pee on something and it gives you the results. And you've got this smiling fool, Mark Davis. He posted a tweet saying, oh, we're pleased to announce the launch of Global Access Health following our acquisition. This transition expands MoLogic's capabilities to provide affordable dive Mark. Anyway, uh, so Soros and Gates are part of the billionaire community looking to direct their philanthropic efforts. Whenever you see Gates, Soros, and philanthropic, think eugenics. To the so-called global south, basically anything below uh, the equator. Referring broadly to regions of Latin America, Asia, Africa, Oceania, that many fear will be left behind as the more affluent West accelerates its program of vaccination, testing, and biosecure bubbles in the years ahead. Now, what, pray tell, is a biosecure bubble? That seems like a lot to chew on because these people are not. In any way, they choose their words properly, and they mean specific things when they uh, when they bring these little adjectives up. So, a biosecure bubble is known as a or is a hub city, and uh, basically, what they do is they create a bubble over a, a city or an event or anything like that to make sure that none of the dastardly asymptomatic COVID spreaders will be allowed into such events. Um, you get the idea. They don't want people in there unless they've gotten the, uh, the gene therapy platform that they call a vaccine, and that's the long and the short of it. Uh, and, and they go on and on and on. Some people are involved that are, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates and Soros and everything else. They're linked to um, Jeffrey Epstein-style uh, investments and things like that. So, okay, so that's, that's, <clears throat> that's the cover story for all this. Oh, it's COVID-19 testing, and, and we're just going to help the poor people of the Southern Hemisphere get the proper testing. By the way, no country is doing the proper testing, because if they did, we'd find out that this is a big old goose egg that we don't have to worry about. Now, here's the thing. Every single country on this planet has signed up for the COVID narrative. There's not one country out there that says COVID doesn't exist. They all say it. It exists. It's horrible. And the only way out of this is through a vaccination program. There's nobody out there saying, oh, Sorry, we made a mistake. COVID isn't actually as dangerous as we originally thought. So if you've had it, you're just as good. 
as immune to this thing as if you were to get a vaccine shot. But none of them are saying that. This is all the only way out of this is if you get an inoculation. Even Mitch McConnell, fraud of the Republican Party, head fraud, came out and said, we need to get these vaccination numbers up or we're going to start locking down the country. What is this? Is this a threat? Is this some sort of extortion? I thought all we had to do was make sure that COVID wasn't spreading. And now the only way out of it is to bring up the vaccine numbers. What are you going to do with the people that don't get vaccinated? Sean Hannity the other night, lantern-jawed moron. Uh, he's out there saying all oh, these vaccines are safe. Somebody got to the Republican side of the aisle and said, you guys better start changing your tune or else we're going to go after you and your careers are going to be over. This is another way to sell those shots because people are starting to realize what's in those shots. So going back to Mo Logic, you go to their page and you find out their capabilities and everything else. One of their capabilities involves assay development. Now, what's an assay? Assay is basically a fancy word for test, so test development. Now, what do they do? What kind of things do they do? Nanoparticle technology implementation and optimization. So what does that mean? It means that they take nanoparticles and they start a program, start some sort of function involving nanoparticles. And once they start this program, they optimize those nanoparticles to operate in the best way possible. Gee, that doesn't sound horrible. Um, and if you explore it and if you expand that little drop-down for assay development, they talk about uh, selection and optimization of nanoparticle size, composition, and conjugation parameters, as well as critical reagent, antibody, antigen, orientation, and deposition within the immunoassay. So basically, what does the nanoparticle do during a test? How can we read these nanoparticles, and what, does th what do those nanoparticles tell us about the body they came from? What else do they talk about? They talk about specialized, well, not only that, but development of electrochemistry detection products that may include what they, they say is unconventional techniques. Now, I don't know what MoLogic's definition of unconventional techniques happens to be, but I would suspect it's nothing good. Now, development of electrochemistry detection. What is electrochemistry detection? Basically, what that is, it's an analytical method, according to ScienceDirect.com, an analytical uh, method that can detect electric currents generated by oxidative reactions. Keep that word in mind, oxidative. That's an important word. So if we're to sum up what this means is, what they do is, with this particular uh, product that they have is that they develop detection mechanisms, detection tests for oxidative materials in a bloodstream that interact with the natural electromagnetic 
undercurrents that the body emits and functions with. In other words, neurology, neurological disorders, or how nanoparticles interact and potentially cause neurological disorders or how they would potentially impact you as a person if you were to inject some of these nanoparticles inside of you. Um, they do a couple of other things, uh, recombinant binding mo molecules, uh, purification for the testing stuff. This is all basic stuff. doesn't sound too exciting until we get to reagent analysis. Now, this is also something that we have to keep in mind with the electrochemistry detection. Spectrometry tools, I couldn't say that word for a long time, spectrometry tools, UV, VIS, fluorometry, dynamic light scattering, and mass spectrometry. So what does all of this stuff mean? It means they use those types of tools to detect certain things that they're looking for because it's a testing company uh, and they use the medium of dynamic light scattering, UV rays or fluorometry to look for specific things that people want to find. To look for specific things that the testing is specifically geared towards. Okay, so basically in other words, they are able to read people or read somebody with using dynamic light scattering or UV light. Now, going back to electrochemistry, they can read oxidative things in a body that is reacting to electric currents through UV light or the dynamic light scattering that they talk about. So you're starting to see where I'm going with this, right? Especially factoring in all of the people that have accepted these inoculations that can throw utensils on their arms, going through what we've been hearing about the tests on these people that have been performed with, um, with, uh, uh, graphene, that's important, and also what we've heard about with luciferase, okay? Luciferase was that patent that was taken out by Bill Gates to basically uh, slap a bio-tattoo on you when you've gotten an inoculation of some sort, okay? So let's go one step further. We fire up their research and development link. And MoLogic continues by saying, our team combines a broad range of skills and is experienced in developing human, animal, and agricultural assays tests. We've pushed the limits of readerless detection of protein antigenic targets and focus on designing for manufacture and development, device development with rapid prototypes. Let's read that again. We've pushed the limits of readerless detection of protein antigenic targets. So let's break that sentence down. Readerless detection basically means you don't have to pee on a cotton swab to determine whether or not you're knocked up. What that means is basically they are involved 
with reading and detecting things uh, when they're looking for a specific item. So it could be what we want to find out is whether or not somebody has a virus. MoLogic was also involved with a lot of jungle-type diseases and, and detecting those like dengue fever and jungle blindness and all that stuff. Now, that's what got me down this road because if you're talking about all those parasitical afflictions, then you've got to look towards ivermectin. Now, what's so important about ivermectin? It was one of these miracle drugs that, were, that is extremely effective at fighting COVID. Look at Mexico's numbers. Mexico has been implementing ivermectin, and their COVID numbers are basically zero. That's how powerful, that's how good ivermectin is against this phantom thing called COVID. So why is this important with MoLogic? We have to look towards another story. We have all of these people saying that they can throw utensils against their arms. They'll stick. Uh, they have a lot of breathing issues. We've seen the stories about, about the graphene that they're finding in masks, okay? The blue masks that all of these yokels see or, or that we see that these yokels wear, um, and, and all of these masks, they're filled with graphene. So when you breathe this stuff in, it's basically giving you a really, really bad time in your lungs. So somebody else recently started to study all of these vaccines. And what did they find? They found out that a fair amount of these vaccines, and this was all, no, I just had it up. Let's see, one second. Oh, see, this is the beauty of doing live broadcasting because you just fly the seat of your pants. It's fantastic. Dr. Jane Ruby, look her up. She's got big old glasses and, uh, I mean, huge glasses. Uh, so look her up. Dr. Jane Ruby, she was reporting that uh, they did an analysis for some of these so-called vaccines, and they find out that 99%, over 99% of these vaccines are made up of graphene. Graphene. So what do we have here? We've got graphene-infested masks. We've got inoculations filled with graphene. What else is graphene used for? Well, graphene, it turns out, is very, very good with what they call quantum dots. So basically, you've got graphene quantum dots. Now, what is a quantum dot? It's exactly what I told you about with luciferase. It's how they are able to read people's medical records by waving a smartphone over their inoculation point. We're talking about Mark of the Beast technology. This is from Laser Focus World. It's an article from January of 2020 titled, Near-infrared quantum dot dye stores vaccination history under the skin. Recognizing that developing nations have very little infrastructure for storing medical records, MIT has developed a way to store data in a near-infrared dye, invisible to the naked eye. In areas where paper vaccination cards are lost, uh, this technology could enable the rapid and anonymous 
detection of patient vaccination history to ensure that every child is vaccinated. Once again, we're going after children. So, but what is the key to that sentence? This technology could enable the rapid and anonymous detection of patient vaccination history. Anonymous detection, meaning you will always be tracked and you won't know who's tracking you because this is going to be able to be read through means that will not inconvenience your life. So you're not going to have to deal with checkpoints, medical checkpoints. You're not going to have to deal with people that knock on your door and say, vaccination papers, please. What this means is anonymous detection is going to take place in the form of 5G blanketed technology. And you all, Apple came out with a story today, no, sorry, an announcement today saying that their reboot of the iPhone in 2022, because let's be honest, the iPhone really every year does absolutely nothing except uh, maybe enhance the camera. It still does the same epic thing it did 10 years ago. So their, their reboot of the iPhone in 2022 will only work with 5G. It won't work with anything less. That's where the anonymous detection comes in. So McHugh and some other fool, Li Hongjin, say that, uh, you know, they work with fans. They're the authors of this. The researchers show that their dye, which consists of nanocrystals called quantum dots. Now, what company do we know also deals with nanotechnology, its implementation, and how to improve its process? Oh, I don't know. It could be Mologic. Thank you very much. The quantum dots last for five years under the skin where it emits near-infrared light that can be detected by a specially equipped smartphone. So, like a smartphone that uses 5G. Several years ago, and this is from uh, last year, the research team devised methods to record vaccine information that doesn't require a central database or infrastructure. Many vaccines, such as measles, mumps, and rubella, require certain doses without accurate records. Children, of course, may not receive all of the necessary doses. To create an on-patient decentralized medical record, they use quantum dots, and the dots are only this big and so on and so forth, big deal. They design their dyes to be delivered by microneedle patch rather than a traditional syringe and needle. These Patches are now being developed to deliver vaccines for MMR and other diseases, and the researchers show that their dye can be easily incorporated into the package. I, you know, I can go on and on and on with all of this, but that's the whole gist of what's going on here. Graphene is going to be the tracking device, and it is in such a way it has if, if what we're seeing is true, if all these reports are true from social media. Basically, people are inundated with graphene to the point where their bodies are almost attacking themselves and not functioning properly. So what does that also mean? It also means that these people that have taken the inoculations are due for updates. The only way their body is going to survive is if they keep 
getting inoculated for something. Um, and they're only going to be allowed into uh, resume normal life if you have your antiviral updates. You're all, already starting to see uh, in the airports in Vancouver and Canada uh, vaccinated lines and unvaccinated lines for passengers at the airport. I mean, you get where this is all going here. So going back to why they purchased MoLogic, it's now we are in the end game with COVID. It's now going to be who ha- who bought into the story, who has the quote-unquote immunization and the vaccine, and who doesn't. And it's going to be through things like what we said before with the near-infrared quantum dots that are non-invasive. And what MoLogic can do by reading uh, by reading this kind of stuff with what they call the, what did they say, the light spectrum here, right? So the reason why, oh, the dynamic light scattering and UV light, right? So infrared, UV, that kind of light spectrum here for measuring whether or not you've been inoculated. And since they're firing up 5G, they don't need a central database to store your medical records. They just can read whether or not you've got a smartphone. And if you are in proximity to your smartphone, which will only read and only operate on 5G, they, the they, will know whether or not you're up to date with your inoculations. So MoLogic is going to be the testing, uh, they're going to be providing the testing technology, the validation technology to determine who bought into the COVID pandemic and got the inoculation and who's able to be tracked and who isn't. And if you do not comply, you do not take that inoculation, your life is going to be extremely limited. So the purchase of MoLogic had nothing to do with COVID-19 testing and everything to do with COVID-19 inoculation validation. That's what MoLogic did. And that's what MoLogic is all about. And this is Resonance with Chris Michaels via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Whoa, Resonance with Chris Michaels via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. And I just burned through 30 solid minutes of brilliance on Mo Logic. By the way, what else sounds like Mo Logic but Mo Lock? So the big old devil that just loves to eat babies. Gee, what can be any more nefarious than that, especially when George Soros and Bill Gates are involved? So, oh my goodness, there's only going to be the most altruistic outcome from that kind of. I mean, just stop. It's all silly bullshit. So, let's talk about Miss Spears. So, Miss Spears is turning out to be very, very important. Sum up her story is that Brittany um, is in a what they call a conservatorship. So, essentially, she doesn't have any control over her money. Her father has control over all of it. And so, whatever money Brittany makes, it goes to him, and he basically gives her an allowance. She's also under certain restrictions to make sure that legal restrictions 
to ensure that she uh, is still able to get the money that she's owed out of her conservatorship. In one of those instances, it is being forced to wear an IUD. No, that isn't a bomb that blows up on the roadside. That is, uh, I forgot what, I think it's a, no, no, it's not that. An IUD is a little thing to shove up your vagina to make sure you can't have kids. So, she is forced to wear those things. And if she does not have them, then she doesn't get the money. So, all of her family is scrambling. Jamie Lynn Spears, the sister, is saying, I never, ever, ever profited from Miss Spears' conservatorship. I just love my sister. And Jamie Lynn went out there and covered a whole bunch of uh, uh, Britney Spears' songs. And Britney was rightfully pissed off because it also turns out that Jamie Lynn Spears was afforded a $1 million condo in Florida thanks to Britney Spears' conservatorship. So Jamie is clearly on the gravy train that Britney is, in fact, all about. So why do we bring this up? Because it is important to realize what is going on out there when it comes to the definition of a conservatorship and why this plays into the mainstream media, Hollywood, and ultimately these Luciferian satanic morons that apparently have a lot of control over said celebrities. So let's take this for example. Let's just take Britney Spears. You can do whatever you want as long as your money goes to your father first. And if you don't obey his orders, then you don't get the money. So that's how the whole thing works. Let's extrapolate. Let's go beyond that. If you want the money, then you will do certain things. Now, I was, I was courted by Freemasons years ago. I even got the, uh, the, 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 the form that you have to fill out, sign, and everything else. Basically, what the form does is it asks your name, address, all that crap. But it says that you will hand over all of your worldly possessions to the Freemasons. It's basically a contract saying that if I want to be part of the Freemasons, then anything that I own is really theirs. That's basically what that contract is. And it is a contract. It's not an agreement. It is, in fact, a contract. So if I were to have betrayed the Freemasons, then they can essentially come after me and make my life really rotten. So, needless to say, I did not sign that. And that's how all of these fraternal organizations work, whether you're going through the Rosicrucian thing or the Knights Templars or, uh, you, you know, you just name it. They all kind of do that same kind of thing, which is essentially what? It's essentially a conservatorship. If you go along with the plan, if you go along with what we do, then we will make sure that you are rich. And if you don't, we're going to hold you accountable and we're not going to be very friendly about it. So there was an article that came out involving Justin Bieber. And now this article goes back to December of 2018. It was written by Edward Morgan. And this is according to, and this was on, uh, well, part of it is on HollywoodLife.com. I don't know if it's still there. And also, 
uh, an article was written by Baxter Dimitri. Now, this could be all fluff, but I suspect it isn't. Uh, just from what we know about uh, how Hollywood works. So Justin Bieber uh, was in a, basically, uh, well, I'll just read it, told hundreds of people at a Bible study class in L.A. that Hollywood elites killed his unborn child and destroyed his relationship with Selena Gomez, who, by the way, was the mother of said child. And telling churchgoers that he will never go back to the evil music industry until the pedophiles and monsters at the top of the game are run out of town and everything is disinfected with bleach and sunshine. Now, I would have chosen some other adjectives than bleach and sunshine, but here we are. So Mr. Bieber continues, they tried to heart, they tried so hard to corrupt me because I reached a level that they couldn't control anymore. They tried to destroy me with alcohol. And when that didn't work, it was drugs. Then they tried to say that when they found out that they didn't work, they tried to destroy me with ambition. I was interested at first, but when I realized what the price of admission was, I had to quit. Selena and I were expecting with the early days of the pregnancy. We didn't tell anybody. At the same time, I was being courted by some very powerful people in Hollywood. And Mr. Bieber goes on to describe a top-secret party attended by record industry executives, and Bieber said he was shown into a back room where a group of men wearing masks, okay, hello, eyes wide shut, uh, a group of men wearing masks were sitting around the edge of the room drinking from cups. In the center of a room, now this is gross, was a dead child, and it was sitting cross-legged propped up against the back of a chair. And it didn't look like it was born yet. And I'm, I'm cleaning this up as much as I can, because it's, it's fairly disgusting, morose, and macabre. Uh, basically, he goes on to describe what the body looked like, and I'm not going to read all that because it's fairly gross. Suffice to say, they went after this fetus, uh, and it, it, it basically, to Justin Bieber's perception, looked like they, they tried to eat it. Uh, they were wearing animal masks, sitting around drinking what they called red wine. And they offered me some. It was obvious that this was really important. I literally gagged. One of them boasted that uh, this fetus was alive for a certain amount of time and blah, blah, blah. So when he described the pain, no, 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 fine. Uh, basically, these people that were talking to Justin Bieber were very, very happy about the amount of pain they inflicted upon this child. So I'm not going to go into it because it's fairly graphic, and you just don't need it. The mind sometimes is more horrible than the actual words. So the horrific death described to Bieber uh, was known as exsanguination, otherwise known as completely draining a person of blood. The practice is common amongst blood drinkers, and what they call blood is red wine. So you can gather that they were sipping the red wine from those cups. Now keep that in mind, blood drinking. Uh, when he described uh, blah, 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 so on and so forth, uh, Bieber refused to drink the blood, and that is when he said, quote-unquote, everything started to go wrong. They threatened me. They said they knew Selena was pregnant. 
They asked if I wanted my baby to end up like the one in the chair. They completely flipped me out, and I lost my way for a long time. I went off the rails. And Justin Bieber claims that they murdered his unborn child and drove a wedge between me and Selena to break us up. Uh, and now he has found God, and he said God is real, and Satan is real. So why did I say... So the, the reason why I bring up Britney's conservatorship is because she, Justin Bieber, probably already is in a conservatorship, because I don't care what you say, you're not going to be some... Uh, how, how did Justin Bieber uh, get his fame? He was on the sidewalk, and he met Pharrell, and, uh, oh gosh, what an amazing person and he deserves some sort of musical career. That's not how things happen. He obviously has a background in this kind of behavior. But for some reason, one of his uh, personalities, because we have to assume that a lot of these people have multiple personalities, this one personality that was shown this kind of uh, event uh, said no, and Justin Bieber bailed on the whole thing. And ultimately, he did cancel his world tour for one reason or another. So if Justin Bieber did decide to drink the quote-unquote red wine, he would have been in with these people, and he would not have to worry about anything ever again. He would have been entered into a conservatorship. So you do what we ask, we pay you a big old boatload of money to continue doing it, and don't ask any questions, and do what we say. So that's another aspect of this. Now, before I go further with the conservatorship angle, the reason why I bring up blood drinking, look up Miss Jenner and Machine Gun Kelly. They are totally into the vampire scene. They've got puncture marks on either side of their necks. They've taken pictures with bloody mouths. It's quite disgusting from these two slobs. You've got one cadaver in the form of Machine Gun Kelly, and you've got one overly bulbous hot air balloon made out of latex on the other side of the whole equation. So we don't need this kind of disgusting, morose behavior, and we need to start pushing back against this stuff. So going back to the conservatorship, Justin Bieber would have been out there. He would have made a boatload of money if he went along with that whole dynamic. For some reason on social media lately, there has been a lot of talk about the idea of androgyny and everyone that we know in Hollywood and a lot of people in, uh, in finance, in politics, all that stuff, they are really the opposite sex that they are portraying to us. So we're starting to see more and more videos. And, and we all know the rumors. I mean, just remember uh, Joan Rivers before her death. She said, well, we all know Michelle Obama is trans. We all know that she, she's not a woman. She's a man. Uh, so we, we get that angle. We know what's going on. If Michelle Obama could you can see the pictures when Michelle Obama was dancing on Ellen. Apparently, according to those pictures, if we were to look at them objectively, we would say girls hung like a hog. I mean, that, that thing is intimidating, to say the least. Um, but there are other pictures. Uh, of other celebrities like Lady Gaga, um, you know, there's videos coming out about her. Uh, Nicki, I think it was Nicki Minaj. She was doing something and her, she was talking about being a power bottom. 
So look at power bottoms. Power bottoms are usually found in the homosexual community, and they take charge whilst taking it in the can. That's what a power bottom is. So why would somebody like Nicki Minaj talk about being a power bottom when she's a female? Doesn't make sense. Then you find other pictures with bulbs, uh, bulbs, bulges in her pants. One of them, she was twerking around, and what appears to be a big old pair of balls falls out of the panties. And you find pictures of Lady Gaga. She's adjusting her accoutrements and while she gets up off of a motorcycle. And uh, she, you know, there are pictures of, of bulges there. Uh, what's the other one? The gangly chick that sings country songs that John Mayer dated for a while. Oh, Taylor Swift. You find pictures of her in a bathing suit gallivanting all over a beach. And there is what appears to be something over there. I asked some of my female friends, what do they think? They said, oh, that, that could just very well be a very pointed bush. And I'm like, no, a bush doesn't point like that. But I do know what it's like to take a dip in cold water. Why do I bring all those people up? Because they will be made famous. They will be successful through the conservatorship if they do certain things. And in these cases, these assuming that all this stuff is true, if we're reading the tea leaves properly, assuming that all of these female megastars are in fact male, but brought up as female, and entered into conservatorships where you will have everything you could ever want as long as you maintain the opposite sex persona, in other words, born a male, look like a female, um, you will maintain this conservatorship. Now, why, does that, why is that important? All you have to do is look at a picture of Baphomet. Baphomet being a big old cult, goat, uh, pan, uh, you know, god of Luciferianism and Satanism and everything else. What is Baphomet looking like? He has breasts. He has a penis. He is the epitome of the God source, in quotes, because God source does not appear that way and do such things or make people do such things that Baphomet would want them to do. Uh, be, why is that? Because Baphomet is both male and female on the physical level. If you're talking about true God source, it means that as if you're truly connected to a God source, then it means you're able to interact with energies on the female and male level, but it's not necessarily on the physical plane. Baphomet comes into us with the physical plane. So what are they doing? They're saying that we are devoted to Baphomet and the cult. We were born male. We made our money being female. We are the epitome of male and female. We are the epitome of androgyny. I mean, just look at Bill Gates' wife. I mean, woof. So I don't know about, I wouldn't touch that basset hound with a 10-foot pole. Um, so that's why we bring up conservatorships. And that's why Britney is important. Because these conservatorships probably go that far. They probably even bring up exchange operations. And the only way you're going to be able to make money is by maintaining this facade. This is uh, Resonance with Chris Michaels. See you on the wakeupradio.com. Oh, 
the last little bit of resonance with Chris Michaels uh, via onthewakeupradio.com. It's every single Wednesday that we're here from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also listen to me. You can fire up, uh, what do I got? I got Apple Podcasts. You go to Anchor. You go to Spotify. You can even go to Google and fire up Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. And I, I don't even know how many platforms I'm actually on. Uh, I just know those top three. But you can find me on almost anything if you do a Google search for me. So finally, we're starting to talk about what they refer to as the J6. And none other than that troll, Governor Whitmer, out of Michigan. Now, Governor Whitmer is a little dictator that should be removed from office as soon as possible. So this is from Steve Watson via Summit News. And this is on CNN. An attorney for one of the defendants charged with infiltrating the U.S. Capitol on January 6th alleges that his clients are brutally tortured five miles from the, house, from the White House. Now, this is interesting because we have a lot of oath keepers that were arrested on January 6th for supposedly the insurrection on the White House and the, the seditious acts of these individuals, right? So now the problem with all this is, is that you got people like Mr. Williams who's uh, in the Antifa camp. Uh, he is hanging around somebody by the name of Mr. Epps uh, from Arizona, from Cave Creek, Arizona, or Queen Creek, excuse me, Queen Creek, Arizona. And Mr. Epps is a big-time FBI guy. Um, and so, oh gosh, I wonder what could have happened there. The head of the Oath Keepers, uh, Stuart Rhodes. Stuart Rhodes. How come he is not being investigated in any way for his participation or of what he knows about the people that have been arrested for uh, doing something in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. He, out of all people, is the head chief. So why don't they do anything about that? It's because Mr. Rhodes is more than likely on the FBI informant payroll. That's why. So Mr. McBride goes on. And he is the one, Joseph McBride, is the one that's defending one of the people um, in, in prison. And he said, there are people who showed up to attack the Capitol. There are people who showed up to protest. And there are people who showed up to protest to get involved in whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Mr. McBride said, people are being tortured. Are you okay with this? And he basically says they showed up and they look like they've gotten stomped on. Their faces look like tomatoes because... Uh, they were beaten by correctional officers, and one person is blind in an eye, has a skull fracture, and is attached retina. Now, what this is what he's not telling you, and this is not what's known very often, is that the correctional officers aren't doing the beatings. What's happening is, is that the federal government, Department of Justice, whoever, most likely FBI or Department of Justice, they are removing these people from the facility to talk to them. And as they're talking to them, they are beating the crap out of them. And the only reason why they do this, the only reason why they keep people like this in solitary confinement is to get them to quote-unquote flip, just like Robert Mueller tried to do, and make people's lives miserable just to, take, uh, just to say something against Trump to further the Russiagate narrative. Same thing is happening here. They're trying to get these poor people to say that they are white supremacists and everything else. 
and somebody within the DOJ or the FBI or some sort of government agency or, or uh, contractor for the government agency beating these people up and then bringing them back to make it look like the correctional officers did it or they did it to themselves. Oh, another suicide attempt. Finally, it's coming out that the – remember this whole thing about Governor Whitmer? Oh, there was a kidnapping attempt against Governor Whitmer from a bunch of patriots. Well, it turns out that almost everybody involved in that, over half of those individuals, were FBI agents. And that plot would never have come to fruition unless the FBI agents were orchestrating the whole thing from step one. So you had the FBI agents being paid upwards of $50,000, or not necessarily agents, but informants, being, who are being told what to do and what to say by the FBI, being paid 50 grand to do this, given six grand in spending money to make it look real. And now we're supposed to believe that all these grassroots people, they were trying to kidnap a governor. No, it was the FBI doing their usual nonsense where they were setting up stupid people to make them look like criminals to promote a certain narrative. And by the way, these FBI informants were part of the Department of Justice under Donald Trump, which means this whole agency is corrupt from the bottom up. So this is Resonance with your host, Chris Michaels. This is also on the wakeupcrypto.com, and we will be back next week Next Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, you can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also Anchor. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dian. Cindy Ashley Production. On the wake up.